0: Welcome to Northern Goal, the football podcast from the Evening Express and Pressing Journal. So, in this episode, I'm joined by Callum Law, one of our regular contributors. Me and Callum aren't alone for this one. This is one of our special guest episodes. Um, The person we've got on today, uh, Trophy Hall of a huge magnitude from the Highland League. Four Aberdeenshire Cups, three Aberdeenshire Shields, Highland League Cup, Qualifying Cup place for Fraser bra bit of a Brock legend. It's Willie West. Willie, how are
1: you? <laughs> I'm pretty good. at some some intro. Let <laughs> get my head out the door now.
0: <laughs> so obviously we've got what well, you've agreed to graciously talk us through your your playing career um, today. But first of all, as we ask everyone, I mean you you specifically this this will be kind of relevant, but. It must be so frustrating uh, at the moment, having had football back in your life after the first lockdown that you've you've now lost it again, obviously there's probably understandable reasons for that, but it, it must be frustrating
1: i oh, it is it's uh, i guess it kind of be helped, and yeah there is bigger things going on just now than football, so it's completely understandable um if I had the choice i would I would play <laughs> i think most of my my teammates are in the same boat but uh, we all understand why the the, the decisions are uh, what they are so um it uh, it has been a bit of a stop start but um I still quite enjoy uh, keeping fit and um it's uh, we're we're getting by by, <laughs> by doing some runs and zoom sessions and things so it's um aye, it's uh, it's not all bad, I guess.
2: Just gonna say, Willie, you mentioned the Zoom sessions. Is uh, Ryan Cowie got them? Got them going again? Because I know they were quite popular the first lockdown, weren't they?
1: Aye, uh, Ryan's. Um, he's been a great asset to us. Actually, he's uh, obviously a key player in the team uh, over the last couple of years. But he's one of the reasons that he's been able to be- become that is just through, you know, his own personal training. Um, you know, he's he's learned a lot from kind of working in a gym and. I think he's done a few courses himself. and um, he's took it upon himself, took a really took a bull by the horns. to, to uh, you know, do uh, do some Zoom sessions with the whole team, and he really puts us through our paces. So it's uh ah, we're really lucky to, to have Ryan, and um, it, it, hopefully it'll it'll reap its rewards uh, going forward. So
0: in the few sort of, I suppose it was it was a few days where it really reached a head where. You were seeing some Highland League players maybe saying that they were in favour of a suspension of the game, and you were you were seeing other people asking maybe why the part-time game wasn't being shut down given all the other facets of lockdown that was being brought in or tightened up across Scotland. Were were there conversations going on at Fraserburgh behind the scenes between the players where you were where you were? I know you've said you were all really keen to keep going, but were you were you sort of communicating that with one another at the time?
1: Oh, we, we saw a few crap posts and and social media and things and uh, I guess everybody's entitled to their opinions and and you know and everybody you know if they don't want to play I guess can vote with their feet if if, if they choose to do so I, I think the certainly the feel in our camp um, at the time uh, has always been if if we're allowed to play everybody would would like to play so um you know we I think collectively as a team we were all prepared to play for free uh, as well, which you know rather than not playing at all, it, if we had the choice, we would we'd have we all agreed to to pay to play for free. Um, I think there was quite a few clubs like that as well, which is which is which is good to see. Um, but uh, but yeah, everybody's as I say is entitled to their views, and um, I don't think anybody at Fraserborough actually wanted to stop. Um, although I, m- I might be mistaken with that, but. Um, certainly, certainly,
2: I was now aware of, aware of that. I suppose the last thing sort of willie really on the current situation. Obviously, since you've, you know, when you did restart in that pre season and then the league, all the protocols in place around, you know, dressing rooms and use of showers and travelling to, you know, so many different protocols and that, and playing without fans, obviously as well. Do you feel sort of having experienced it as a player? that the Highland League, Ken, you'll obviously know most about Fraser, but the Highland League, generally, the clubs have, you know, done really well to, to put the protocols in place to, to have been able to start the season.
1: Oh, definitely. Um, even in the pre-season friendlies and, um, you know, as the league started, we've, we've obviously been to Lossiemouth and, and Nairn County and, and, uh, they've, they've really looked after us well. Um, I mean, obviously, in and the showers. We've had a couple of away games. I'll be honest; it's not it really bothered me, and I, I think I probably a few of the players would, would be the same. Um, it, uh, you know, it's it, especially for likes of training and things. Like and even if we've got a home game, where you get home a lot sooner, and so we well, actually get, uh, I feel like I get a wee bit more time with my with my family, even not having, to, you know, having to, yeah, the showers and then the hospitality after the games. It in some ways it's actually suited my lifestyle but um but no the clubs have done really well. I think Loughborough's got a, a couple of port cabins in just in time for us uh to, to to play them and you know, it it was fit for purpose. It, it you know, we're we're here to play football. We're we're I need the, the the best of facilities to uh outside the park to do that. So uh, no, we were you know, it didn't affect us at all having having um, you know being restricted to some things so uh, that was just good to get on the park really
2: very good well we'll sort of go back now Willie and uh, look at your career so I suppose starting off at the I suppose the very start as a a child growing up in Fraserburgh and that how did you sort of get into football was it just schools and playing with your pals and that sort of thing
1: yeah my my earliest memories of a football um is is when I was probably like primary school age four and five and um, I think my dad was always keen uh, on watching football. He was, he was, he'll tell tell you himself, he was hopeless. So uh, <laughs> he didn't. Uh, he, he, I wouldn't say he pushed. You know, I've got a couple of brothers as well. He didn't really push us at the early age to, to play football. I think it was just something we we enjoyed. And and I think uh, at an early age, um, I was actually in Verkern a boys' club that I, I started training with and. Um, my granny always reminds me that it was her that that kind of saw my play first, and, and says basically says she spotted me and, and told my dad, and says you better uh, you better go and watch him play, and uh, you better actually get involved Cause, because at the time I think the, the the boys' club was actually at a stage where it was it was a critical point. It was you know I didn't think there was a lot of support um, at the time. I think there was a it was a one man band kind of thing, and um, with myself and and there was a few other kind of. Good players going about. Uh, I don't know if you remember Gilbert Patterson. He, he played Highland League football as well, and um, there was a couple of others that were, you know, showing quite good promise. So a lot of the the parents at that stage got involved, um, including my my dad and my my granny. They, basically, they you know they got the club pretty much back on its feet and, and got it up and running. And I, I must have been with Inver Cairn for you know all the way through primary school, and uh, it was a that was a great. Uh, probably. Probably the best days of your uh, playing career when you're <laughs> that age and you know you're just playing for fun. Although we were we we're playing to win at that age as well. We were very competitive back then. Was, um, <laughs> so i have just I'm just gonna the, the love of football just never has never went away for there. Like, so. uh, good Brilliant. good memories just thinking about it. Mm-hmm.
2: And am I right in thinking Willie, uh, in your sort of teens, you were uh, involved with? Aberdeen in the youth set up for a, a couple of years uh, how did that sort of come about and if 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 i'm right of course who would, who else was maybe kicking about in the same sort of team as you
1: so i'm um, i'm just trying to think how uh i, I we used, I used to have this goal getters which i think's like a like an Aberdeen dawn youngsters kind of thing um mm-hmm. you know they had open days and like summer camps where you you would you'd would go along and i um, pretty sure I went to a few of those with uh, with my dad and my brother, um, and and basically there, the, the, I guess the late, Chick McClelland, um who's who's just recently passed, mm-hmm. passed away. Um, I Always remember when he, he he came up to me, or, or, or at least he kind of came up to me and my dad and says you're in you're in my book, um, as in just his book of players to to kind of call <laughs> upon when when you hit the right age. And I think it was age eight year old. I uh, uh, i got the, got the shout to go in at the Pitaudry and um you know other youngsters and it was chick mcclellan and, and drew Jarvie as well who who did the training and it was it was a really good uh, a, a really big steep learning curve for for myself and, and and the other guys there and I stayed there till I was uh, fifteen um at, at, at that age I, you know things didn't quite work out for me i was i was i'd probably say i was a, i was quite a late developer. I was quite quite small and had a really uh in really fully grown and I was I was falling I guess I was I was, you know, uh, falling behind a little bit and um, you know, parted ways. But at the time, um in my team I, I played alongside Andre Considine, uh who's obviously doing really well for himself. great aye, to see aye. he was a the top row guy. So he's <laughs> <laughs> he's uh it's it's great to see that he's you, you know he's getting in the Scotland setup now as well, It's um that's a tremendous achievement. So he's he's probably the, you know the one that's done done the best. But even even at that age, you know when I, when we was when I left, I think he was becoming, you know he was definitely a regular on the team. But he, I didn't think he would he was seen as the kind of top player. There was a there was a, I, I don't know if you if you should know, but there was different forms at the time and Andrew. Uh, had a D form similar to myself, and there was guys on what they called the S form, which was like a was almost like a guarantee that you would become you get the full time option when you when you left mm-hmm, school. And mm-hmm. um, fortunately for Andrew, he, he still got took on uh, with the with the other S forms. I think there was three or four of them, um, and and I think he's the only one um, who actually you know is still in the game playing. Um, there was Ryan O'Leary who uh, from Kilmarnock or Glasgow, I think. Uh, he he played for Kilmarnock for a for a period of time. but I believe he's he does not play football anymore. And and lastly was Paul Coots. So know Paul oh, quite right. well as well. So he he was actually he played in my team for a, a few years, but then he was he was a year below. So, I mean I think he was he was so he was so good at a young age. He was he was playing the year up, and then um, I actually think he got I can't remember if he got let go at Aberdeen, which you know it's a crime really, but. Um, he did die because he, op- he
2: ended up at Cove. Well, he did get. Ah, uh,
1: he was obviously, man. <laughs> you know, I think he won Highland League Player of the Year at Cove, and quickly got a move down south. So, no, it's great to see him doing well, and and I think he's still playing full time for. Um, uh, oh God, was it League One? Now he's he's Fleetwood. Uh, Fleetwood. I think he's, he was up. He was very close to the Premiership. So yeah, uh, we, we uh, with Sheffield United. I think if he hadn't had other ways, injuries and things, so. So I uh, so that's it's two two big ones, Paul Coots and, and Andy that's done really well. It's it's good to see that really. Uh, obviously uh, quite a few players that um, have joined the Highland League uh, or played against in the Highland League, likes uh Jamie Lennox and Paul Napier uh, who, who've done quite well in the Highland League as well. So Davy Booth as well, uh, probably others that I mentioned. But no, it was it was a really good uh, good learning curve for us. And, uh, I think. Uh, I think it put me in a good place for high league football as well.
0: In terms of your, the ending of your time, at Aberdeen, you touched on it a little bit there. Um, when when you realised you you weren't going to make make it at the Dons, was it was it a case of um, giving up on the game for a period of time, or were you, you still determined to play at some level? And then how did you end up signing for Fraserburgh?
1: When that happened, it was it's the lowest. I think it's probably the lowest. I've ever been in terms of a football um perspective it, it, um I was uh I'll be honest, I was in tears. Um it, it I actually walked away during a game which, you know, looking back might have been a mistake. Um but it, there was things happening during the game that I, I guess I didn't feel and, and, and my dad didn't feel was, was very fair and um ended up kinda of walking away and, and just kinda of saying that that was it kinda of thing and um they the actually called us to to try and you know see if I'd come back to training and things, and it just it, it just became a point. You know, I think over the last maybe six months to a year, it just it just didn't become enjoyable football. I was travelling through Aberdeen three times or four times a week. Uh, you know, I'm obviously commuting back from from Fraserbra and it was it was quite a big commitment for my for my family, and not only my dad, my my granddad and my and my my two grandads actually were were driving through. Taking my training and and, uh, and 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 for what really was something that I was, you know, I was kind of seeing it as a bit of a a drag come the end and and really when when I left, as I say, I was I was absolutely gutted because it always said the ambition to be a professional footballer and and when that happens, I guess you just kind of think it, it's not going to happen and it took a wee bit of time. I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was very long. I think uh, it was probably just you know I wouldn't even say it was a week where <laughs> um, I was I started. Uh, well, at the time, I did not think they let you play for the schools, um, so that was a big thing. You know, I was I was then able to start playing school football, and uh, and I also joined Linkup Link uh, Linkup, which was the boys' club uh, local to me. Which you know, a lot of my friends and things were were in mm-hmm. the team, so um, played for them. I, I would think it was about a few weeks. I then got a call from from Alex Mayer at the Broch, and uh, he basically asked uh, you know for me to come come to the Brock and, and I think they had an under-17s or might have been I'm trying to think uh, at the time so you know I started off with we uh, playing for Fraserburgh playing, playing for the link-up team and the school teams and um, it wasn't a long I think it was the same season actually because it was, it was round about uh, you know the the end of the end of the year um, December kind of time that kind of parted ways with Aberdeen and and then I I'm pretty sure it was that same season that I then got the chance to play under nineteens, and even under twenty ones with with Fraserburgh, um, and and I just kind of went Charlie Duncan. Sort of, mm-hmm. So I saw man, and and I think uh, I got a lot of confidence with that playing playing at you know a higher age group and and you know being really well thought of, and uh, I really got my love for the game back because. Um, because I before I, I, I would say you know if I hadn't got that then then potentially like a lot of others that I've that I've known you know I could easily have dropped out of the game for a wee while but um, no certainly the likes of Alex uh, Mayor and, and Charlie Duncan just playing with my teammates and that was a was a big big uh, a big impact in my just kind of getting my my love back.
2: You mentioned uh, schools fit by and there Willie and I believe before we sort of go fully on to. Your time with Fraserburgh, you were quite part of quite a successful Fraserburgh Academy team, weren't you? In the in the Scottish Cup,
1: I know. I don't know what year I left the school, but I sorry year I left Aberdeen to start playing school football, and um, we we were uh, when I did get the the opportunity to play, we were really successful. We we won, you know, quite a lot of the local Aberdeenshire and um cups and leagues and things, and. and yeah, it was it was my well, my sixth year of school, so God, how old would I have been then? Maybe sixteen or si- uh, seventeen. Um we actually got all the way to the, the Scottish Schools Cup final and played at uh, Hamden, which was, you know, first time ever playing at Hamden. It was just aye awesome. Like we went doing in a got a bus doing early doors, um and uh, we got a tour of the stadium. And I think we maybe got our lunch there as well, and just just seeing the changing rooms with the baths and the you know, the facilities, the room they've got, and it was just—it uh, oh, was—it was just like a, almost like a day in the life of a of a pro footballer. It was—it was. I think the, the whole team will, you know, we still speak about it when we see each other, which is which is probably few and far between these days. But uh, unfortunately, we lost that uh, that cup final. Even though I think we were we were the better team on in the day, we just we didn't convert our opportunities and ended up losing in penalties, which was which was pretty heartbreaking. But the uh, the uh, the school actually took down. I don't know how many buses, but there must have been, um, you know, a good few hundred people uh, that came down to watch us. And you know, end of the game, uh, they all were kind of giving us a applause. And I uh, still uh, still got great memories of that. Like it would, it would have been better if we'd, we'd won the, the penalty shoot. I scored my own one, which was I've got a. I've always. Uh, I was going to say that I was the first person <laughs> to score at Hamden for, for Broca. I, mean, I don't know if like, true.
0: You can hold uh, your head up.
1: Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, it was, it was tremendous. Like, uh, really, really good.
2: And so a move you mentioned there, Willie, obviously getting the chance can 17s, 19s, 21s with Fraserbrand. Brand. You made your debut, I think I'm right, right in saying, it aged, for the first team, aged 15, didn't you, for against Fort William in November Two thousand and three. I mean, obviously Ch- Charlie had quite the reputation for can kind of giving young young players a chance. But what what can you sort of remember about that day and make the build up to making your debut?
1: <laughs> it's quite a, an unusual story, I would say. Um, so as as I was gonna say, I was playing for the schools, um, and I, and I made the uh, there was these I don't know if they still do them the, the Aberdeenshire kind of selects. So basically, it's all the, the Aberdeenshire schools um, that uh, get together, and kind of players get nominated. And so, I was actually playing for them. Uh, I was playing for them in the morning and uh, doing in Dundee against the the Dundee Select, and I think we had already beaten the Aberdeen City. Um, I think we'd won another game. Can't remember now. And, and we basically just needed a draw, I think, against Dundee, and we would have been through the next round. And I think we were uh, Dundee were also. I think seen as the poorest side out the out the group, and I think we were maybe drawing at half time, um, and I obviously I was playing, and my my dad was watching, and he he got the call for for Bruce Bowen, to say um, is uh, is Willie available to play <laughs> uh, against Fort William today, and. and uh, he says he just you know he didn't even ask he just says ah oh, he's available <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think uh, Alec Mayor well, he was the he was the coach of the the Shire team he was a manager so they 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 took they took me off I think they ended up losing the game <laughs> and we ended up negating <laughs> through to the next round but I, we got, I got a run up the road with my dad uh, we went straight to the Bellsley uh, and my name was on the bench I was on the you know the team lines on the bench. The game mm-hmm. had started, and I, and I can't remember how far the game was on, but uh, we were we we're obviously we we're playing football even. I think there were a few goals ahead uh, at the time, and I probably there was probably only three or four minutes to go because all I remember is I, I got I got the the shout to go on. I went on it on the park. I think I was left back or, uh, or left mid, and uh, the the first time the bar came towards me. The referee blew the whistle, so I'm not even sure if I touched <laughs> the bar, But uh, I was still, uh, I, it was, it was, it's quite nice to just say you got your your debut at 15. Even though I probably didn't touch a bar, and I think it was my my birthday was the following month, so or or it wasn't that far away. So uh, I didn't even think you're allowed to play at age 15 now. So uh, you got to be 16 to, to right. play. So no, I was. Uh, I think we ended up winning the game five or five or six nil, but. Uh, but no, was, uh, so I know much memories about the game, but the build up
0: was <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> well, you talked about being quite a late bloomer, um, and that potentially being the issue at the dawn's. Um, when you when you say that, do you mean do you mean physically? Because obviously, then going into men's Highland League football must be a pretty pretty daunting thing.
1: Uh, I think it sort of age fourteen, I was still I was probably the smallest in the team. Um, Aberdeen and, and the guys like Andy uh, Considine and Ryan O'Leary and um a few others were you know basically men I would say and, and they were you know, a lot faster, a lot stronger. Um, and they're they're probably you know I guess everybody's entitled to their opinions and things, but you know I kind of felt like I, I was you know ability wise I, I could have probably competed with them if I, if I had a similar kind of you know attributes with strength and, and pace and things, but. Um, I I guess it uh, it took it was a few years later to, till I really became. I mean, I always remember uh, when I was at the broch, uh, and obviously playing in the in the kind of younger age groups for for uh, um, when I started. I mean, I, I mean, I basically had my debut at 15, but I didn't really play properly until I was uh, I would say the, the the season when I was you know 17, going you know, on 18, um, and so the two years kind of. It was, was almost like a, a apprenticeship. Basically, Charlie and Bruce would uh, uh, basically ask me to come, al- come along to all the games. And, and, and I basically watched for the stands for the majority. <laughs> Sometimes I made the bench when people were... You know when they were in the team and things, but I think I, I probably only played a handful of times in the first couple of seasons. But 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 even just to just to go with the with the team and just to train with them and and you know get that experience of, of going around the different grounds was was really uh was really good. But I always remember it was Stephen Mayne, Stevie Mayne that they uh, that says to me and he and, he, and he still reminds me sometimes that when uh, it was a season when I when I was turning seventeen eighteen, he says I basically went away from um. The, the previous season and then obviously with, you know you get your break and yeah I'm a month off or whatever and he says when I came back to pre season he, he basically says you basically came back a man because he, he says he couldn't believe that the change I didn't really notice to be honest I think I, I did start kind of probably at that age start going to the gym and things and doing a wee bit of weight training and things but that was what he always said he says so it must have been about 17, 18 that I, I kind of started to get to the height and the, the sort of build that I've got now so.
2: You speak about sort of being in and around it, can the, the team at that time, Willie, and then 17, 18, sort of coming more into it. What was it like being around the the Broch side at that time? Because obviously, they'd a re- you mentioned Stephen Mayne there, and they'd a, a really good side where a lot of sort of can club legends, Mikey Stephen, Billy Gordon, Russell McBride, Derek Mellon, Ken, James Geddes, so li- the list at that time can. Pretty much endless. Was it a quality players that they had?
1: Aye, uh, no. I, I, um, it was probably uh It was it was a group of players that were probably the late side of their twenties and, and maybe early thirties. Um, so it was a really good time to to kind of break in. Um, you know, a, lot of, a lot of good good lads, and, and yeah, probably there's never been a better player in the league since Mikey Stevens stopped. Um, but I would, I'd also say it was probably a time where we didn't have a great deal of depth either. I think uh, you know if we compare mm. that team and squad to to what we've got now, I would I would probably say that you know we've got we've got more you know probably got two players for each position in the team just now, and 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 that's probably why back then it was it was probably easier for me to get in. Um, it helped the fact that. Uh, Charlie had a lot of faith in me because. Cause I think even though I was getting, I got a lot of football when I was seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, and and if I was to be honest, if I was to pick the team, I, I probably wouldn't have picked myself. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have picked, uh, you know, guys that were um, you know, a bit more experienced, a bit older, and and but but Charlie would, and you know, I think he had a habit of that with, with some with young players. He would he would usually play the a youth player that you know was going to be, you know. A good, a, a even better player in, in a few years to come than than maybe play a an older player that that perhaps was, you know may not be there in a, a couple of years. So, um, so I've always got to be thankful to Charlie for that opportunity. But um, I think uh, I think the way that the team is now, you know I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, but there it's it's really hard for youngsters to break through. I think I was really lucky at the time, uh, myself and Graham Johnston that um, you know if we were breaking through now. I'm not so sure we would have played in our teens as much as we did back then. So, Um.
2: you you mentioned uh, Charlie obviously and his faith and youth and everything. Willie and I mean he brought through Ken for so many years, so many young players. And that he's Brock Manager for 27 years. What was it like, Ken, working under Charlie and that? Because I mean it can his achievements speak speak for themselves, I suppose. But Ken, what was it like working under Charlie?
1: uh Charlie's uh he's probably one of the biggest characters that uh, around <laughs> football and and uh it was just he was so it was so easy to just kind of uh walk into a changing room with Charlie there and and uh, or even you know go into training cuz he he just he instantly put you at ease he just was kind of um he's you know he's he's um sense of humor and uh, he's just he's he had a really good way about him and uh and I think like you know playing under him you 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 played with knee knee pressure you played without fear, it was just you know it was basically just go out there and and just do what you can do and and he, and he really just made things really simple. Um i never anything really complicated. I and mean, I think the tactics back then was just give the bat to Mickey Stephen and let him do the rest, but or, <laughs> uh, or kick the bat into the corners for Stevie Main and, and, uh, and Gavin and Garvin Weems, the base of wingers. So it was it was uh, it was fairly straightforward and um but he 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 certainly put a lot of uh, faith in myself and, and maybe in the likes of Mark Dixon as well. I think we we probably played midfield for, you know, a couple of seasons just to do us, and um, so I he had a, a lot of faith in you know two of us were only probably seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. So um, no, it was, a, it, was a, it was a it was a joy to play under. Uh, it was, it was, uh, I was he was I'll never be able to like him again. I don't think that's for sure.
0: <laughs> you don't get a lot of managerial careers that long anymore. Yeah. Um, so you won the Highland League Cup in two thousand six. You beat Cove 4-1 at Koenig Park. Um, Speaking, Calum will for mentioning this, but we spoke a couple of weeks ago with Eric Black, the Dons legend. He had the same knack you did, apparently, which is you score in pretty much every final you play in. So that was your first silverware, (laughs) and you scored in the final. So that must have been a watershed moment for you, your career.
1: Oh, that was... uh, It's... um... Uh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a great day. It was actually, it was just what I remember it. It was just, it was really, it was really a beautiful day. And uh, Paul Coots was actually playing. I think it's worth mentioning that. I think he he was playing for Cove at the time.
2: Ah, <laughs> you better uh, get uh,
1: uh, yeah, that. So I don't know. I, I can't remember if he, he was playing in the middle of the park or no, but it was, it was obviously myself and I think it uh, might have been Mark Dixon playing in the middle of the park. But I don't know, I think I played particularly well in, in, the, in that game. But, um, I think at the, at the, at the very start, or it was nearly. It was quite close to the start of the game. We, we uh, they got a man sent off, which kind of made it a bit easier for us. I think Scott was it Scott Fraser, I make no, it it's been him. But um, so I basically there was a free kick uh, that uh, that Mickey Stephen took, and uh, I, I always kind of, and I still do it now actually. I'll, I'll make a run, hoping the keeper will spill it or I'll come off at of post, and it basically came off at of post. And I just remember having a diving header to to put it on the line. I can't remember which goal it was, but. Oh, it's uh, it, was, uh, it was a it was a was a great cup because we wouldn't have won it for you know I think fifty years or something. So it was like it was a really big deal for the Brock and the club. And it was actually a lot of the players in the team, you know, I, I guess would win the league before I arrived. And all the players in the team had won every trophy there was to win in the Highland League apart for that one. Um, mm-hmm. So it was really it was a, it was a really special moment for those guys. But at the time, I guess first trophy. I eh, Can't remember how old I was. I was probably eighteen, nineteen. Um you know, I just kind I, I guess I took it for granted a wee bit. And maybe it didn't uh appreciate it as much as I would I would appreciate it now, but um could still it's still great looking back and, and seeing if you know I think there's a f- a photograph of the four goal scorers that the Peter you guys put in the paper which is you know it was uh, yeah, it was quite nice
2: to see. So Brilliant. And following on from that, Willie, the following season, two thousand six, seven, the Broch uh, you he won the last ever uh, qualifying cup beating Keith, 2-1, I suppose uh, you didn't... Ryan was seeing you score in every final. Unfortunately, you didn't score in that team. But uh, I suppose that must be, even as a young player, and you maybe appreciate it more now, but winning the Ken, the qualifying cup, which was, Ken, for so long, such a historic competition, you know, giving clubs a chance to get into the Scottish Cup, for Fraser to win, win the last one, and to be part of that must be, can quite a special achievement as well.
1: I think... I, I can't remember if... Uh, before that season, if I would ever got into playing the Scottish Cup, uh, I for real. Um, mm-hmm. And then it was that mm-hmm. season where I think they were deciding, right? You're all getting entered, so t- just Brock being a Brock, we decided to to go and get. Because I think you needed to get in the last four or something to get to the, the Scottish Cup. So we end up going win it, which is which is great. Like, but you know, we should have won it the year before so we could get into the Scottish Cup in the <laughs> that year. But uh, no, it was uh, that was actually a really tough final I think we won just by the odd goal and I think it was Keith at the time and um always probably one of the hardest competitors I've I've, I've played against uh, Darren Still. is uh, it Darren Still? Uh, it's um right. in the middle of the park that uh uh he was he always had a really tough game against him. Even as he got older he was he still, you know, did a really good job for Keith and um but uh I it was it was actually Mark Dixon it was a hero that day. He'd, I think he ran um, the length of the half to, to score a, a bit of a solo, solo effort. like So um, I'm sure he'll remember that one fondly. Like.
2: You, me- you mentioned Mark Dixon. Well, then obviously, we spoke about the guys sort of around it at that time and you know, quite a few experienced guys, but there was yourself and Mark Dixon, Graham Johnston, and I suppose maybe slightly ahead of you is Mark Cowie and Ryan Christie as well. All sort of... Uh, and then a couple of years after Brian Hay as well, also I can break into it as well. Is it quite good? Kind of, sort of a a, a groupie of similar ages co- coming into it as well.
1: See, before I answer that, I just, I just, I just remembered about see the the cup final against the the qualifying cup. So I just when when we won that cup, uh oh, all right, I was <laughs> alright I um, carry on. Always, one uh, of my memories of that is. Um, we were we were basically it was at uh, it was at Banff, I the Princess Royal, uh, and we were doing a bit of a lap of honour through the park with the fans, and uh, always remember getting called me and me and Kevin Norris it was, and uh, they basically randomly selected us for drug testing, so <laughs> we we got pulled away for the celebrations, and uh, and got taken in with a couple of other the the Keith players. And basically, you know, after a game of football, you're you're dehydrated, so you kind of, you know, couldn't have pee. So <laughs> we're sitting uh, in the in some room in, in the at the at the eye within the, at the stadium, and we must have been there for you know a good period of time, um, trying to pee in a cup, and and they were drinking, <laughs> you know, getting free like tenants at a time, and trying. Uh, trying to get our uh, hydration back up, and all the time, all, all the while, the guys in the changing room were hearing them singing and partying, and <laughs> we, I missed all that. So I've, I've I've never forgotten it, and I've always gonna thought after that moment that you know if, if we do win a cup again, I'm really gonna try and make the most of it. But. uh so I, uh, me, uh, me and Kevin, we, we got on the bus when everybody else was already there and it calmed down. And so, but uh, if you know Kevin, you'll know he got the party restarted. So uh, so uh, <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that in there as well. No, <laughs> um, but I I think I, the, I, the players that are coming through, That I think the Broch's just it's just great that they've got a habit of doing that. They seem to be, um, you know, certainly, you know, I think my age groups, obviously, Alan Hale. Mark Dixon, um and then, you know, the year above would be kinda Graham Johnston. I don't think there's anybody else his age. Um and then Mark Kee and, and Ryan, Christie the the year above. It it uh, I guess it's a it was a really good um kinda era, if you like, uh, of guys coming through and we're kind all or most of us are still, you know, playing today and um so I know it's 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 I guess it's one of the main reasons is that the Brox just got with a habit uh, again, guys the opportunity to kind of show what they can do and um, and, and I guess then I really hear a, a higher level you know try and go and buy the, the best players and just kind of give the, the youth a chance and and let them progress and it's gonna kind, of, kind of got the rewards for it so
2: moving. Forward a wee bit. You're obviously sort of by that stage, and after that, kind of a regular on the side over the next few seasons, and then 2011, uh, Charlie is uh, departs as manager, and Chris Hunter uh, comes in. I mean, I suppose it, and certainly at the time, I suppose it probably been a bit of a a shock to everyone because Charlie'd been there for so long. But what was it like, Ken, working under Chris? Because obviously, former Brock Player and also so Kenny's a kind of bi- a big character within the, the Highland League as well, Chris.
1: It was actually Charlie's. I think it was Charlie's last game. For uh, we played the a cup final against Nairn County. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. it's it's probably worth mentioning because I've just told you about the, the qualifying cup one, <laughs> um, where I I kind of says I you know I want to make the most of the next win, so I actually went to the this uh, again. It was at Princess Royal. It was a, I think it was a Highland League Cup final. And oh, okay. uh, I thought, right, I think we were favourites as well. I think we'd already beaten Nairn that season. Steve McKay was in the team for Nairn that day, and they're actually a really good team, although I probably didn't know at the time. Um, <laughs> so so I went to the game thinking, right, really going to make it most of this if we win. And I, I took a bottle, of, <laughs> probably just a cheap bottle of champagne or something in my bag, thinking we were going to win. And, um, <laughs> and, and we obviously got absolutely hammered. We got beat 5 1 or something. It was just, it was an absolute nightmare. Uh, and and I swore to myself after that I said, I'll never do that again. I'll never <laughs> gonna preempt that we're gonna we're gonna win something and and, and uh, <laughs> it's uh so I was that was I think that was Charlie's last game, but I uh, it wasn't until to your
0: teammates know. Uh, that you had I think champions
1: I think I have shared that with some some of the players like that. Uh obviously I just stared in the back like and probably gave it uh gave it to my mum or something. Um but uh, I'll never do that again. Like that was yeah, just silly. But um I uh, it was pre season. We, we were we were back pre season. I think we'd trained for a couple of weeks. Um and uh, but but Charlie had not been back for his holiday, so I think he had we not even, I don't think we'd even seen Charlie, but we were going to a game, uh, a, friend, a pre-season friendly, I think it was Crude and Bay. And, uh, and I always remember Alec, I think it was I, it was yeah. Alec, Alec Mayer that walked in and kind of told us the news. And we, it was it was like a death. Uh, I was—it It was really, I, I can't even remember if we played the game. I, I almost feel like we just went home after it. Um, but uh, I, I certainly can't remember any of the game, but that was... That was kind of the end of, of Charlie and it was I mean it was it was as I say it was, it was really weird um really kind of got in for Charlie but I, th- I think to be honest that you know that bringing Chris in with you know once Chris came in and he started you know he took a new kind of coaching team in as well um it was really refreshing for for me that you know I'd spent I don't know how many years with Charlie and there have been other players at the club it's it's been even longer and you know just to get somebody with new ideas and 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 you know training slightly differently and um, it just you know you, you learn new things so I, I kind of for myself personally and for the club as a whole I thought it was it was the right decision and uh, I think Chris kind of showed that he was. You know a really good manager, a really good coach. Um, and obviously, we'll won a, a few cups with him as well. But we played, we played a different style of football as well. I would say, and um, it was, uh, oh, I was, it was, it was enjoyable under Chris as well.
0: You talked about how Charlie's tactics were very much give the ball to Mikey Stephen or fire it down the line to one of the wingers. But so what, what specifically did Chris come in and change? Do you feel?
1: the parks in the High League <laughs> tend to favour um, you know, getting the ball forward early and, you know, getting it up to your strikers or your wingers and getting balls in the box and, and uh especially during the winter period. Um in the obviously in the summer kind of time, uh and, and just leading up to maybe the winter and the spring, that the parks are usually a lot better and a lot crisper and you can, you know, um move the ball a lot quicker, which is which was kind of, I, I would say, his hunter's preference, was to get the ball on the deck. You know, nearly miss out. I think at the times when you played under Charlie, sometimes you felt like the the ball would just miss out the midfield. Uh, I, I don't know when to portray that. He, you know, he just kind of was just a kick and run kind of um, tactic. But certainly with, with Chris, it was it was a case of I think he changed the formation, so we we played a lot of you know just normal four four two or three five two with Charlie, um, but Chris you know liked to play a. a I kind of remember quite a lot playing four-three-three, which uh, we just kind of suited, you know, retaining the ball more and, um, you know, getting keeping possession. Uh, and I think I I played left of the three, and he, and you know, he quickly it wasn't long before he took players in. I think uh, I think Mark Cowie had, wasn't at the club at the time when Chris initially joined, and he took Mark back, who was just just a natural footballer, and and, and played him in that kind of central midfield role and. And we just um you know we passed the bar really well, we played some really good football and um and uh, and i it was it was quite it was it was actually really enjoyable to playing um i think it, 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 it's probably fair to say as well, I think the parts have been getting better as the years. Goodbye as well. I
2: uh, uh, you under Chris as well, Willie. You won the Aberdeenshire Shield two thousand eleven, twelve, beating Banks a D five nil again. Again, you scored, and you also won two Aberdeenshire Cups, beating For Martin on penalties in two thousand and twelve, and then beating Bucky three uh, two a couple of years after that. I suppose can at that time can picking up trophies like you were must must just be great to Ken as a player when you're able to win cups regularly like that.
1: I, I feel I feel like there's like there can be like a few years where I've probably went through the career where where, where I didn't uh, didn't win anything and then all of a sudden you win two in the same year or two in the same season. Um and I it's I guess it's it's been good that I've, I've never went too long without, without winning a trophy or, or getting to the cup finals. Um so I just just been lucky that you know the teams the coaches that I've played under have have been uh, have been at the kind of right side of the table, although you know it's it's <laughs> we've, we've all usually been labelled as a cup team, which is which is which is good in its name because you know you, at the end of the day, what I think I think most players that, that play in high league go in, go in the high league to play to, to win the league, uh, so it's it's not something I've ever done, which is you know I I wouldn't like to think you know if I, when I do retire. Um, that I would, I'll, I'll always kind of regret that I've, I've never managed to do that. I've still got a f- couple of seasons left. Hopefully that maybe change that. But um, but no, it, it is. I mean, it's it's been great winning the cups. You know, cup finals, cup final days, always uh, always great when you win. But um, I, I don't think that that feeling. Uh, you know, I think I'm not sure how that would compare to winning the league. I think winning the league would just be ecstasy like <laughs> I think it's, it's something that uh, I've you know since I've started I think I don't know how many seasons I've been playing now but it's it's just it's always been there just when I've been able to, I mean I I think last season was actually the first season we finished kind of second although if you if you look at the, the I think the table that went by average points or something per game but um so it's nice though we've really had any close run ins either which is you know, I'd like to change that in the next couple of years but I'd like to kinda get away from the cup team that we we currently are and be uh, get that win the league at some point, but I'm running out of years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's an interesting you mentioned the the sort of cup team label, because it is always sort of thro- thrown at the the Brock I suppose. But why at the same time, why why do you think can have had the success, you know, the success in cups that you that you have had. Ken, because you always, whether it's kind of, sort of cups within the Highland League or even the Scottish Cup, you always sort of seem to seem to do well in those competitions. I
1: think, like, we're, uh, we're even even the times when we were, you know, finishing mid table. Uh, there probably was not a lot of seasons like that to be fair, but um, we always, I think, we always as a group felt, you know, if we had a. Had our strongest team and um hit them at the bells league for example and especially on a, on a wednesday night we we, we seemed to we, you know we always had the belief we could beat anybody and i think you, you need that in a cup game um we i think we also had a we've also got like a um you know i think uh <laughs> the mentality side of things is is a is a big part of football and in sport i guess but you know for for whatever reason uh when we when we play in a, a midweek game, um, especially at the Bell's League, we just we almost kind of go into that games thinking we're going to win because you know we were just well. I think I don't know. I haven't seen the record, but from what people tell me, we just you know we've basically got a really good record midweek, which generally is a cup games. Um, at the Bell's League, uh, it's it's really a difficult place for for even the top teams to come to. So uh, perhaps that's one of the reasons why we you know we've done well in the cups and. I guess with the Aberdeenshires as well, you you only really, sometimes if you if you know the look of the draw you can you can sometimes just need to play three games and uh, and then you win a cup which is you know, it's maybe taken a wee bit away from from making that achievement, but uh, but no, that's maybe some part of the reason why we're we've done so well.
2: And then if we move forward a wee bit again, obviously you had that success under Chris and then in two thousand and fifteen he uh, moved on to to Fermat and then... Uh, Mark Cowie stepped up and from player to be become the manager and in his first, uh, I suppose, what was it like? What what's it been like over the past five and a half years working under Mark? And obviously, you got off to a great great start as well in his first season, winning the Aberdeenshire Cup and Shield double.
1: I oh, you know it was uh, again. I think it was a bit of a, it's a bit of a shock. Although I think there probably was rumours that that Chris was moving on and. Um, kinda wish Chris all the best. I don't I don't think any, anybody could've um you know said he was doing the doing the wrong thing. I think he, he kinda went there uh for the right reasons. Um the club was a little bit in limbo I think for a, a couple of weeks. Um we had Mark and and Russell McBride and, and, and Ryan Christie kinda took the reins and, and you know did the training and um with Mark being Kinda of suspended, I think, for the last kind of few games. He, it made sense for him to become the manager, and um, I think it, it was a bit of a bit of a surprise. Mark wanted to go into management so young because you know he was still a really good player, <laughs> he was still you know a regular on the team. Um, I think if it was you know myself, I, I, I kind of, you know, I've always kind of thought playing would be more enjoyable than 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 being a manager, but um, but Mark obviously saw so it was a. You know, it's an opportunity that does not come around very often at the at the brox so uh, he obviously grasped it with both hands and um you know i think looking back you'll have no regrets about making that decision because uh, he's he's done really well and again it was it, it was just a, another time to to get a refreshing change at the club and and uh, you know get a, get some new kind of training get sort of getting new new coaches in he brought the uh, pretty early on i think he brought James Duthian, who's been just a, a massive influence at the club with, with the players, and you know, way he, you know the good relationships that he he has with players, and you know, he's also been really good at um, you know helping out with bringing players to the club. And so, the two of them are, are you know, they're an excellent kind of combination. Um, they've, uh, you know, I think. a, a I'm not sure if James was there actually at the, at the cup final, the first cup final we played in. Actually, we, it was a bit of a disaster again. It was every cup final seems to be at Princess Royal, but I think we were three-one <laughs> th- three up. And oh, was that a Torriff one? With
2: and Nicky was
1: Ah, that's right. He was a hero that day, like so. I think he came on and just his legs had just gone, and he just destroyed us, like, and it was just. That was that was probably just as that was worse than the, than the Nairn game, I think, because <laughs> uh, we just thought we'd won the cup. I think it, was, it wasn't a long ago, and I end up throwing it away. And I, I, I think uh, the only the players with James and Mark kind of must have learned an awful lot for that cup final, because you know you just kill games when you are three one up or, or whatever, and we were just you know just a bit naive about about that one. And um, now with them taking on that, you can see the. I mean, every season I think we've went. Uh, I don't. I can't remember how long they've, they've they've been managers for now, but we basically went from you know finishing sixth, I think, and we've we've improved a place every season. So we've went from you know, I don't know if it's fifth or sixth, but we've, you know went fourth, third, second after each season. So we you know we just need to get one better to finish top. But uh, there's obviously a lot of good clubs to to stop us doing that. So um, I think the I think I've said it before, but the the, the pool of players that they've recruited and you know, we've got our disposal now. is it's probably the best of, I've, I've played in, um, uh, which is you know credit to them and credit to the players as well.
2: So. I suppose, Willie, you meant you mentioned that uh, Ken, what's happened in the league and improving season on season, and what you said about Ken Fraser being a cup team before to have that sort of. More consistency in the league and to have been sort of trending in the the right direction must must be pleasing as well
1: i think i mean last year we were we were quite close but you know to win a league you've, you've really got to be almost flawless i think i don't know how many points broad dropped but they, they, they basically you know they don't drop many points and I, and I, and I think you've uh, You've got to be really consistent. Um, Cove kind of showed up when they won the leagues that the, the leagues won, you know, usually weeks in advance of the league finishing. And with them going up, I think everybody thought there was a an opportunity. But but credit to Brora they've, they've just kind of, you know, we, we we Cove moving on. They've just you know took all the mantle and they've just you know said to the rest of the teams, we're we're basically a team to beat here, and um, I, you know that the, they're living, you know. Squad that Broa has got is, is is a team that I would say arguably should they be in the Highland League. A lot of those players that they're they're good. A lot of them, you know, I would say most of the team are good enough to play league football. Um, so that's, that's what we've got to you know we've got to overcome that and and uh, and and get to that level to to win a league. So um, but you know it's definitely been getting better. We've certainly been improving. I think. Um, Players at the club, we've, we've learned a lot from from previous seasons, and um, you know, I think hopefully we've learned for last season because you know the things we've got to learn for last season. We, we were a couple of goals up and a couple of key games early on, um, where we ended up drawing the games. And I think we've, I think the players we've signed has helped as well that we, you know, we would not let that happen again. I hope it doesn't happen again. <laughs> like, but I think we see games out a lot more professionally now. Um, we've certainly. Even this season, although we've only played a lot of games, we've, I don't think we've played particularly well. But you know, we've we've beat Rothes and Nairn and Locos, who are, you know, I would say are all teams that are, you know, would probably see themselves as, as as title challengers as well. And we've been able to kind of see those games off pretty professionally, so it's it's pleasing that um, certainly other clubs like Sabocay and Fortmart and Brora, who have haven't seen this season, that I'm sure will be. Uh, you know big tests if, if we do get a, if we do get the season restarted. started
0: must uh, get on the scottish cup out you've had a couple of couple of good ones really but before i must allow you to speak about uh, last season's, you had the aberdeenshire double again but the aberdeenshire cup final especially against Martin, you scored both goals um just just tell us about how good you were that day i suppose that night <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, I could be here a while. Eh? No, was, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, it's uh, I. I always remember the build-up to that week. Obviously, it's not that long ago, but um, I had. Uh, I think it was the Monday night, or I might have been a training on a Monday. Um, Mark and in Baxter that basically called me over and it just says uh, I'd been playing centre half up until that point, and uh, I was playing really well. I'd I'd, I'd probably probably felt as fit, uh, or, or, or probably felt as consistent as I'd ever been playing, and really comfortable at playing at the back, and he says to me, I says, oh, we're, we're putting you up front on Saturday, and it, or, I think it was a Friday night game, actually.
2: Um, Friday night at Clover. Friday,
1: yeah. uh, and uh, I just, my heart kind of sank a little bit, and I just thought, oh no, why are you doing that? <laughs> I, I was just, I was really like, I'm really comfortable at the back, I'm thinking, God, I'm, I'm negative built." If, or, you know, I didn't, uh, you know the, the fitness playing at the back and playing up front. I, I kind of quite, I quite find it's a bit of a difference. You've, I think at the back you've got to be focused and your concentration levels have got to be spot on. But I kind of feel like you didn't need as much kind of stamina. But up front, you you basically need to be able to run all day and uh, make runs and chase down defenders. And, and and I was I was really a little bit um, probably in agreement with him. I would probably be saying it lightly, but. Um, I think it was it was actually a couple of days later. I'd, I'd been speaking. To, it was actually speaking to somebody at my work um, who had, had, hey, I had quite a a good relationship with. And, um, I don't know if you'll if you'll listen to this. A guy called Graham Petrie, and he, he basically I, I told him, you know, obviously I'm, I think I'm going to be up front on Saturday, and I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about it. And he basically says, "Oh, stop stop right there." I and, and, he, and he says, "You just you can't go in with that mind frame." He says, "You basically need to go in with a mindset that uh, you're going to go out there and." You know you're going to do well, and you're you can you, you're going to go in with confidence, and you know make sure your first touch is good, and 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 I kind of just totally flipped at to that moment, and thought you know what you're you're absolutely right, and uh, <laughs> I just I think for then on I just kind of went I kind of looked forward to the game and think yeah I'm gonna gonna make sure I do well here, and and I think I went and spoke to Mark and, and Baxter and says look then I have any issues with me playing up front, I says I'll I'll do whatever you want me to do, and I'll uh, I'll make sure I know what he's doing, and um. Oh, on it the, the night it couldn't have went any better. Like I just, uh, I don't know. I just had this fire in my belly, and and uh, every every ball that kind of came in the air, I seemed to you know time it perfectly, and you know I was up against two defenders that I you know I'd obviously played against them before, Darren Kelly and um, oh the guy for Huntley uh, that did sign the big
2: Michael Clark.
1: Ah oh, Michael, oh, sorry, Carl. Um, and I I think in the previous games I'd played against them, I they'd actually you know had got the better of me, and I, and I really uh, they didn't give me a nice time at all. Um, so I knew I was going to be up to you know a tough game. And but I think uh, I think on that night, that particular night, I just uh, I just seemed to be able to just you know win my headers, be able to hold the ball up, um, you know make sure my my passes. To I, I mean I had good support with with the likes I. Scott Barber and, and Paul Campbell on the flanks and and uh, and it really it it worked really well. Um, we also played two debut debut guys. Uh, two guys got their debut that day. Uh, Grant Campbell and Ross. Um, God, I forgot Ross's second name now. Ross Willicks. Ross Willicks. i uh, it was really brave. A mark and and backs to put them in and and uh, it was it was a, it was the right decision because they both had a, a, you know stormers of games and. Um, I think we only won two one in the night, but I kind of feel like it was it was probably it was probably a bigger uh, probably should have won by you know more than just the one goal. But um, I think it was it was Louis Davidson that played the the ball in for the for my first goal and just pretty similar both goals actually. It just crosses into the box for the wide areas and I just got up well and got my headers on target and and uh, it's probably the <laughs> probably the highest I've ever been in football. Like just. Uh, at the end of the game, they gave me the man of the match, and um, I got taken off five minutes to go, and I got a bit of a round of applause. And I, I think uh, I think I tried to get the the crowd going, so I kind of <laughs> look a wee bit uh, silly, but uh, I was basically just kite It was fantastic. I think it, it, I think I got the captain's armband that day as well, with Ryan being uh, being injured, um, which kind of just it just uh, I was just a, a really good day. So. Um, so aye, it was um, first trophy that season. Which uh, I'd, I'd recently become a dad as well, just a few weeks before it. So um, I think uh, I um, don't know. I, I thought that might have affected me with a lack of sleep, but it, it didn't. So that was good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I, I suppose moving on, uh, well, one of the last things we are going to touch on this the Scottish Cup because it's. I mean, it means a lot to all. Highland League clubs but Fraserburgh particularly and in, in recent over a year time you know you've had some good outings Falkirk in 2015 and then Rangers 2018 and you've also beaten you know a few can SPFL sides and good non-league sides down the years as well so I suppose in that competition what's that have been your your great memories of the, in the Scottish Cup I don't
1: think uh, anything's going to beat the Surfing in the broch. I don't know if you've seen it. Like oh, I I watching this video, right uh, on. I just surreal. Like I, I got uh, my cousins. My cousin's actually the Scottish champion, or he was a Scottish champion. I don't know if he, if he still still is uh, for surfing. Um, and somebody got in touch with him to, to 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 basically take me out to the 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 broch beach and uh, and give me a surfing lesson. This was all for Sky Sports for for a bit of a uh, video for the for the build up to the game and and I, I think when I first got the phone call I didn't believe it. It's <laughs> just like, no, I think you're all right, Kenneth. But uh, I, I I obviously must have changed my mind. I thought, oh, I'll I'll get it. A go. It goes January. I think I had the I already had the call uh, at the time and uh, and oh, I basically got a free surf lesson. My, my, unfortunately, my my cousin he was uh, he was offshore at the time, so he couldn't couldn't be part of it, but. Uh, so, I uh, somebody else took took me into the water, and, and it was it was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I've never been in since, but I, I think uh, I could definitely say that uh, you know surfing in the broch would be uh, recommended. Like so, um, but I if, if uh, speaking about football, it's I <laughs> the, the game <laughs> probably wasn't the best playing against Rangers. We basically just uh, chased shadows a lot of the time, but um, I would say the, the build up to that game was just was was just awesome like i think uh you know most if not all the the, the squad and the, and the players got a bit of air time and got some articles in in the paper and, and the club and, and mark they really embraced kind of the media and just really wanted us to get as much you know out of it as, as we could because I, I think you know deep down we, we didn't really believe we could we could beat rangers but um certainly uh you know, wanted to give them a good fight, and a good game, and um three 0 wasn't wasn't too bad. But the first the first twenty minutes or so of the game, I, I, I always kind of think at that time we were like, "I've got them in the ropes here." Again, they weren't getting out there in half, um, or at least uh, you know they were trying to play the ball back, and, and it was a howling gale, and they were you know kicking the ball out of play, and I thought oh, I've got half a chance here, and I think I, I went down in the box, which uh, which was described as. Um, theatrical I think by uh, by that uh, one of the pundits uh, which I wasn't very happy about but uh, <laughs> I thought it was a push but you know it was uh, it was short lived because I think um they ended up you know getting a penalty and, and then it's going you know really difficult to come back for that but watching a game actually it, it actually doesn't look like that at all it looks like the rangers are just going to be patient and you know knocking the ball about and and they're really uh, getting too to uh flustered by by playing it So it, it, it felt it felt a lot closer than what it was, I would say. Then I think when you watch <laughs> it back you realise the difference in class and when you're up against guys like I think Cranchar was playing I mean, That's that's got to be uh, probably the best player I've ever graced that I played in the same part with so his uh, his touch and he you didn't know, you didn't even think he was getting a game for Rangers at the time but you could see that he was just you know he was he was he was it was a bit special. Um I've, I've always had a regret of the, Ra- the Rangers game, actually. I'm not, I, I don't know why, but I was, I was up against the guy Bates, who, who ended up playing for Scotland. I think he's playing his football oh, in Germany now. But um, I mean, I, I, I should have asked for his, his strip at the end of the game. Not a lot of the players got, got got strips at the end of the game, and I think Ra- the Rangers kit man, Actually, I don't think was very happy with it. So <laughs> Neil no, always got Neil no, always got a strip, but I, I, I should have, you know, I, I was I got an off, so it was a little bit more difficult, but. Uh, I kind of wish I went up and asked uh, one of their players for a step just to just to keep as a memento. But, uh, nah, it's going new. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and Willie, well, uh, um, I was going to ask you as well about your, I suppose your ver your versatility over the years. Because looking back, I think by my reckoning, about the only position you haven't played for for would be in goal. I mean, fit- what do you put that? Can I? Can you play play just about everywhere? What do you put that down to?
1: Uh, i I don't know it's it's i mean i, I think as a, when I started off as a as a youth um you know i think you, you obviously play five sides and um you kind cover all all aspects of the game and um I guess I got a good good ground in as a as a young player and um I always kind of saw myself as a player that played further forward but when I went to aberdeen i, I then you know played most of my uh, Kind of time at Aberdeen at left back, and I got a really good. Uh, you know, I, I would kind of, I'll always kind of see left back as probably my most natural position. But uh, it was, you know, so I was playing left back for Aberdeen. I then, you know, played school football, and you know, I, I guess, uh, you know, I'd say the most impact in a game. I was, I was played in the centre of the park, which um, you know, I got forward quite a lot for there as well. So it was really left, left back and centre midfield where I, you know, got probably the most familiarity with. And then, uh, as uh, I guess as, as as I got older, playing for for the for the Broch, um, for some you know, I, I don't know why, but I think it was it was Charlie that started playing me up front just just now and again. He would kind of throw me up there. I think it was probably just because I was I was quite good in the air for my size, and. Uh, in, in, in just the nature of the way we played. Was, you know, getting flick-ons and things. and um, But then I was always just kind of, you know, moved about uh, yeah. a lot. And, and when Chris came in, you know, I think he preferred me in, in, in the midfield kind of area. Um, obviously, it depended on as well as what players were available. And, you know, we've had quite a lot of good left-backs in, in in my time now at the Broch And I don't know what it is. I, I think it's, pro- it's probably because of my, you know... Qualities in the air that I've been allowed to kind of play up front. I I, I kind of just you know think that you know I've generally got I'm, I'm probably what is it a, a jack of all trades but a master of none. I'm, I'm not really I'm not the best striker of the ball. I've never got the most pace. I would say I've you know generally um, my awareness is okay, pretty good. Got a decent left foot, but um, so I'm not really you know I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a striker because I, I didn't score enough goals. I'm, I've never got the best, <laughs> best strike in the world. Um, and uh, and yeah, probably probably my biggest strength is is, is probably in the air. So you know, it kind of suits playing at centre half or, or playing it uh, playing up front. But I think I think now that I'm I'm getting a wee bit older and uh, hopefully a bit wiser that you know I'm, I'm kind of seeing as centre 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 half position or a, or left of a three is is kind of the, you know the most suited position for me. But um, no, it's been it's been nice to be able to play in different positions because I guess it means that I'm I'm hopefully playing more games than I'm not. Um, it's good to hear the faith uh, the managers to, that they they can do that.
0: As a final two part question, then you've already touched upon um, as a team with with Bratt as a team, you you would like to win the Highland League title. That's a, a given. Um, on a personal, personal level, um, do you see yourself able to, being able to rack up enough appearances to I think get up from possibly fourth on the all-time appearance list um and I suppose secondly who would you if you had to name one guy or a couple of guys who are the, the best players that you've played with you've touched on a couple already probably over the course of this but is there anyone you feel that you've played with that's so good they need need to be mentioned
1: this season's been really uh it's been really difficult and you do actually because you, you kind of go through times when you think you know is it worth to keep playing when it's you know times like these? And is it going to get back to normality? And you just don't know, I guess. But you know, I think uh, before COVID and all that, I was, I would, uh, I would have certainly, you know, had a target. You know, I'd love to get to six hundred appearances or, or you know something like that, which means I, I would hate to play a couple more years. And I just, I want to play for as long as I can. I, I really, you know, as I've gotten older, I've, I probably enjoyed it more. As I've, as I've got family, I've enjoyed it more. I think you, you appreciate it a lot more even training and games and things. So, um, but, it, but. I mean, that's just a, like a side kind of note. I think you know, trophies are more important than, uh, than... And enjoying it is more important than appearances, but to get a few more... I um, can't remember what the second part of your question was now.
0: <laughs> so you obviously mentioned, like, uh, Mickey Steven, you mentioned oh, Paul I, yeah. Puch, guys you've played with, but is there anyone... Obviously, there's, there's guys in the current team that are pretty special players as well, yourself included, but is there is there anyone that you feel that you've played with, played against, that needs needs a bit more exposure to people that maybe don't follow the Highland League so closely that you you regard as um, pretty talented players.
1: There's, 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 there's quite a few. Eh? I mean, uh, I think when when Devon Vale won the league, um, the one they won it a couple of times. You know, when when we came up against Devon Vale, they had uh, you could probably every single one of their players were you know really strong at that that time. But then the marches them. Um, who was who was actually? I don't know if you would uh, thank me for saying this, but he was he was a little bit like me. I think um, he could play anywhere. Uh, he I think he started off at the back. He played midfield. He played up front. He, he was better than me, mind you. Um, he scored a lot more goals than me as well. And he uh, he was, was somebody I always thought, you know, I'd I'd love to get to that level. And and uh, I think. You know, it's I can't remember which season it was, but he, he, he I think he won he won all the personal awards. He won they obviously won the league and, and he uh, he played up front and you know, I think I think I thought he was a defender and, and he ended up playing up front and scoring, you know, a bagload of goals and, you know, there other players on that team at the time, Mike McKenzie and um Robbie Brown, who who you just you know really really tough players to play against and you know, it would probably be the toughest opposition that that I've ever come across. I mean, I've mentioned Darren Still as well. He was, you know, for the length of time he played at uh, at Keith and and I don't know what age he played to, but he, whatever age that was, he was still, you know, having a real big impact on games. And um, so that's probably the top players that you know within the Iron league level that
2: that I've seen. But,
1: but I think Mikey, Mikey, certainly up there with him, um, if not above him.
2: I but I suppose. And you mentioned Mikey, willie, but in terms of your, in terms of your teammates, there must be can a lot of guys down the years you regard highly as well.
1: Scott Barber certainly. You know, if he keeps playing the way he is, he's 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 going to break all of Mikey's records. So he's certainly worthy of a mention. mentioned. And uh, you know, I think when he when he initially left the club, um, he was obviously a really good player. Um, but when he came back for Martin, he was a, he was an even better player. And uh, if he keeps improving the way he is, he's He's, uh, I mean, I think people would already say he's probably the best player in the league now, and I'm sure he can. He could probably continue that for the next five years if he continues the same dedication that he's got. He, he does a lot of work out with the, our training, and um, you know, our, I mean, other, I, 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 don't, I would. I'm fear to name people because I'll up. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, be others that probably deserve a mention, but the likes of Grant Campbell, who we've signed last season. You know, has been a tremendous influence in our our squad, and just a calm head. And I don't even think he's as old as me, although I think he looks older. Um, But uh, he's been a a fantastic signing for us. But you know, Paul Young, Jamie Beagrie, Ryan Cowie. They're they're, uh, you know, it's 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 all the work that these guys do out out with a training that kind of makes us the team we are. I think you know, our training's at a really high intensity, high high level and you know, it's 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 great but I think I think nowadays and I am not sure if it's just if it's just us or if other teams are, are are seeing a similar change, but there's certainly a there seems to be a culture where um you know from, from years back that guys are doing a lot more now at our level to 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 play at at this level and um Basically, you know, there's no longer just training twice a week and play a game on a Saturday, and you know, all 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 these guys I'm mentioning are doing, you know, training on their own, or you know, eating the right things, and um, you know, preparing properly. It's uh, it's certainly. I mean, I don't know if, if you know, if people fans would, would comment that the standards. Um, I think I, I usually hear that the standards getting worse rather than better, but certainly I think the, the athleticism and the fitness levels and things is is definitely improving. But, um, so I also say I probably probably should mention like Paul Campbell as well. I, I could be here all all day. Like when, I mean, that's the present players. I mean, there's there's past players that I mentioned, Graham Johnston. Um, I should say Ryan Ryan Christie as well, uh, who's uh, you know been a you know had a great career at Brock um, you know, has a fantastic attitude. Um, still, still keen in playing. You know, I could, as I say, I could, I could keep keep going. Gavin Weems Stevie Mayne I think I've mentioned, his brother Neil, Derek Mill. I've not mentioned him, but he's probably there's never been a better right back yeah. uh, since he stopped playing, and even when he was playing, so it's it's uh, even Kevin Norris. Scott Mackie and enjoyed playing with them when I when I new started with the club and um, good character staying in the dressing room as well, which is important. So, so I think I'll do I'll, I'll.
0: <laughs> well. just on the other hand of that, Willie, who was the worst player you play with? Jokes, no. Um so, oh, hey, I think of somebody. <laughs> well, um, we'll we'll let you go then because that's us. We've taken up more than enough of your time. Um, too much, probably. Um, but thank you very much, and I'm sure the listeners appreciate it as well for talking us through your career tonight.
1: No, thank you. It was uh, I quite enjoyed it actually. It was really
0: uh, it was
1: um, that was good going back memory lane a little bit. But, uh, yeah.
0: So no, thank yeah. you, um, Callum as well. Thank you,
2: much appreciated. I ain't no bother but thank th- th- thanks to Willie for coming on because there's some cracking stories in there. So th- thanks again, Willie.
1: I'm um, just I'll let you think about what I said I'm hoping I'm going uh, to <laughs> upset people I'm trying to, hopefully now.
0: Maybe can't them take out. back the champagne story now uh,
1: anyway. oh, well that's just me I'm, I'm, I'm alright I'm, I'm quite happy to embarrass myself I, to, I tend to do that in the change rooms teammates will probably tell you like but uh, ah, no it's not <laughs> so bad
0: <laughs> ok so that concludes this episode of Northern Goal thank you very much for listening um, if you've enjoyed it, you can email us at northerngoal at bctmedia.co.uk. You can like, you can subscribe to the podcast on your favourite podcast app, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Chat to you next time. See ya. Hope you loved the episode, and if you did, we'd be grateful if you could leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to pick up your copies of the Press and Journal and Evening Express every day for the best football writing and analysis in the North.